This is The Rich Eisen Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Rich Eisen Show. It's either the Jets or Michigan football for me. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Michigan football would just be so amazing. I wouldn't even Especially know now. what to do. And the Jets winning the Super Bowl, I can't even wrap my head right, around it's so that. I can't. <laughs> Today's guests. NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, Raiders defensive end Max Crosby, plus actor and comedian Lil Rel Howery. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, live on a Tuesday here in late June 2023. We're here on the Roku channel, and it is an exciting day around these parts. We'll get to that information Later on in this three-hour edition of the program, live on Channel 210 of the Roku Channel. We're live on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. We're thrilled to be with you. If you're listening to us on our podcast, all three hours every single day, split up one hour each on the Rich Eisen Show podcast version, where all podcasts are required thanks to the Cumulus Podcast Network. We're thrilled also to be available for you on demand through the Rich Eisen Show collection page on the Roku channel. There's our YouTube stream. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show is how you can catch up with this show when everything's all over. And then we re-air every single day once we are done. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you? Hey, Rich. DJ Mikey D is indeed nuts. Is back in the chair. How are you? Good morning, Rich. TJ Jefferson, the candle is lit. It's lit. It's CM Punk pipe bomb anniversary day, Rich. And if you're a wrestling fan, you know what I'm talking and about. And if you're not, that sounded completely Greek to me. What is it again today? CM Punk's pipe bomb day. The day he uh, dropped one of the greatest promos in the history of wrestling. Okay. I actually had the shirt on with the entire promo here. Oh, it is. It's very great. good. It's a monumental day. That's, quite a, that's quite a lot of copy on that show. A lot of copy. Whoa. Um, we don't understand things in this world. Like what when, I just what, said? No, 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 I just said. Uh, we, we, we don't understand things in this world um, when, when uh, they're down the middle, when they're normal. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's the way things go in this world. We, we see it sometimes with our um, style, the way we talk on this program, that we're not blowtorching somebody who says something in sports or does uh, something as a coach or a manager somewhere, blowtorch the place. And we also, you know, give a nuanced take with the exception of Brandon Miller saying Paul George is the GOAT. That, <laughs> that for me, took him off the board. You had but, to draw the know, line, right? Charlotte chose him second overall anyway in the draft last Thursday. Mm. But uh, I, I, I start my commentary on Damian Lillard that way because if he doesn't think that his current situation in Portland Oregon will lead to a championship this year this year if it doesn't happen this year then why in the world isn't he out there on Twitter on Instagram doing his thing to say, I want the hell out of here and forcing that situation on the Blazers to force them to send him to a place where he will have a better chance of winning a championship the year this year. Why isn't he screaming it 
from the rooftops. Why isn't he pulling, to use a 70s analogy, a full-on Howard Beale, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore, going to his window and screaming it out there and telling the Blazers front office and the general manager, Joe Cronin, I'm out. And in the NBA, when a player of his stature says, I'm out, guess what happens? That player gets out. (laughs) How in the world is he not doing this? And then when the Blazers make a statement yesterday saying that they met with him and his agent, Aaron Goodwin, Joe Cronin, the Blazers general manager, with a three-sentence statement. Straight out of the Belichick playbook. (laughs) I met with Dame and Aaron Goodwin this afternoon. We had a great dialogue. We remain committed to building a winner around Dame. That's it. And clearly that's not everything, right? Because Lillard had to have demanded a trade in that set two, right? It had to be a set two. It's not just like, let's sit down and go, okay, what are your plans? Do you have plans? I think I think we have plans. <laughs> Dave, what, it's like, it's like Kramer, Kramer telling Jerry Seinfeld that marriage is a prison. You talk about your day. How was your day today, Dave? Do you have a good day today? Yes. Joe, I had a good day today. How was your day today? Is that the way it went? Because we're sitting here thinking there has to be some sort of fire, brimstone, demand, threat. And then Brian Windhorst goes on the worldwide leader in sports today and says Lillard actually said to the Blazers he's willing to play this thing out right now. Like you said. He's willing to play it out. See what you got. Not putting any threats on you, so put pressure. You do your business in free agency, and we'll see how it lands with me. But um, you do your thing. I'll do my thing, which is being Damian Lillard and keeping on showing up to the facility and practicing and getting better and being in shape for a huge season for me and just being a great Oregonian. And everybody in the world that does this for a living, I don't know how they know how to handle it. Like, (laughs) really? You're just going to be normal? And let... A professional handle it? Now, Sam Amick of The Athletic says Dame has a plan. The Blazers re-sign Jeremy Grant and go get Draymond Green next week. Wow. Okay. And that's what Damien likes. And if Sam Amick's hearing that, then maybe that was placed in front of Aaron Goodwin's plate who then calls up Joe Cronin and is like, oh, I think we need to meet. Let's have a talk, all three of us. Okay. Hmm. And that's the way things apparently stand with, with all due respect to Harden and anybody else that's in the mix, including Draymond. The one guy who is potentially in play next week, biggest guy, biggest name out there that's in play. Give me another one. Is there another one? Is Jalen Brown potentially in play next week? Seems unlikely. I, I'm, I'm, and and it, this could be as unlikely as Jalen Brown in play next week. I mean, Kyrie's a free agent. I don't know. You're going to get Austin Reeves? This is it. So that's where things stand. There was a meeting. Three sentences come out of it. And, um, and Lillard's willing to play this out. And maybe he's willing to play it out, as I said, all the way through 
to next trade deadline when he taps his wrist at the front office and says it's now time for Dame to leave. Or he's tapping his wrist saying it's Dame time to the rest of the Western Conference that I told you I could do it here and I believed in the front office and the contents of that Monday, June 26th conversation will just remain private. Amazing how things could be just normally, quietly, professionally, level-headed in this day and age. Who knew? It can happen. I don't know. I just don't believe any of it. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. That goes back to our convo last week, Rich. You know, the the nuanced take against the hot take, scorched earth against the... Uh, we'll wait and see. Well, because in the NBA, you, you get your way if you're Damian Lillard and you just have to state your way. And um, the way it's normally stated is, I want out. And you've got to let me go because that's the way it works in the NBA. Contract, schmontract. Uh, schmontract. <laughs> Whatever. So that's the way things stand right there. Mm. Um, first up on this program is Tom Pelissero, uh, frequent guest host of this show. Tommy P. And uh, my colleague from the NFL Media Group. Um, I do believe we're going to catch him on the putting green. Whoa. Um, prior to a round with him, Ian Rappaport, and Mike Garofolo. Wow. Yes. All the three of them together. NFL Network Open? I don't know. Interesting. You know, you just like stand there and go, uh, what do you got? A seven iron, an eight iron, or Dalvin Cook news? <laughs> what do you got? What's in your hand? Hey, you got about 156 in, and where's D Hop going? That's it. Now, you guys know I'm not a big golfer. You know, wait a minute. Are you allowed to be on your phone while you're uh, golfing? Uh, not yeah, great. I think not, it's, it's frowned upon. It's frowned upon, right? And, and in some cases, you got a letter in your locker. Yeah, not great. I don't know good. whose course it is. I think it's probably Ian's course i think we'll find out oh, all this information wow. this we're gonna is, get this information this is from great. the information man <laughs> wow tom Pocero, who with garofolo is on uh, good morning football this week here nice. at the breakfast table on nfl network tom's been hoodies the last two days uh today he is not he's wearing oh. something uh quite uh, oh, I saw, um oh i saw the teal out hoodie yesterday yeah at any rate he um and the rest of the breakfast table welcomed tyler conklin of the New York Jets yesterday, tight end, mm-hmm. and um, asked him if there was room for Dalvin Cook in their locker room. And he said, absolutely, there's room. Bring him. That gets tweeted out today. Um, and um, even though it happened yesterday, Dalvin Cook saw it this morning. And Paul Andrew Esden Jr., who uh, I know of because he frequently aggregates a lot of our Jets material here, and this just in, I'm a 54-year-old cheerleader, so there's a lot of Jets talk here. Uh, Paul is a diehard Jet fan, getting a shout-out here today. Well done, Paul. He tweeted this out. Oh, baby. Of course, he's very excited at the notion that Dalvin Cook could come to the Jets. Dalvin Cook retweets it with two 100 emojis. Mm-hmm. Now let me just say this. What does that mean? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Here's what it means. He's into the idea. He likes the idea. Dalvin. Or there's room. He agrees that there's also room for me. Well, that anybody who, there's room for anybody who wants to win a Super Bowl is what Conklin said, and maybe that's what he's saying. But also, oh, yeah. I would imagine he'd say, I'll go to the Jets. 
even though Brees Hall's coming back from a knee injury, even though there's Michael Carter there, even though that's a it's you know there's there's some uh, there's some reps to be had, but there's not like bell cow reps to be had. Right, you're not getting 20 touches in that room. Uh, probably not. Probably not. And as you know, if Brees Hall is healthy, the one who should get the 20 touches is Brees Hall. Yeah, he good. And if he comes back looking like he did before his knee got blown out in Denver last year, mm-hmm. he is an Otani-like home run hitter. Who hit 26 ju- last night? Judge Ian. Oh, right, you know, unbelievable, right? Yeah. I'll throw Judge in just to be a New Yorker. And uh, a polar bear. Thank you. Okay. I understand there's two teams in New York, and the Mets are the ones associated with the Jets. Okay. Like that's the guy. But so I will just say this. I don't know the cap ramifications. I don't know what Cook is willing to take to join a team like the Jets. But if I am the New York Jets and I'm looking around and I'm seeing hard knocks coming knocking on my door and I'm like, who dis? New door, who dis? <laughs> they see the Mount Laurel, New Jersey area code on their phone and sent straight to voicemail. And I understand that you don't want that coming to your house or whatever. But you made the splashiest splash of this non-playing season. You made the splashiest splash in the NFL since Brady was signed by Tampa. You made one of the splashiest splashes that New York sports has seen in quite some time. And you, to use a famous Jim Fossil, Giants head coach phrase, you pushed all the chips to the center of the table to get that chip. And Aaron Rodgers is coming in. And he's 39, and we have no idea how long he's going to be there. None at all. I am hoping, as a 54-year-old cheerleader, that he will decide, love it here, love the Tony Awards, Love all the tickets I'm getting at MetLife concert series, whatever the hell's going on with him, with Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift. Love the reservations. I'm sure he's dining fine in New York. I'm sure he loves it, loves it there. He's going to win enough games this year. Maybe not a Super Bowl, but win enough games this year. Maybe he does win the Super Bowl. Maybe he is picking confetti out of his hair in the Canyon of Heroes. But in order to do that, you've got to keep making splashes and if Dalvin Cook is 100 plus 100 on Twitter and I know you love when I talk that way TJ (laughs) if you if he's out there saying it you go knock on his door and say Dalvin what do you think because if the Jets show up to your town and the Jets show up to their stadium with Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis and Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard, who they got. And also Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. And Tyler Conklin. Yes, indeed. And the rest of the tight end group. And uh, a Tony Award nominated producer, CJ Uzama. Okay. Uzama. And the defense and Salah. And they come to your town with that team. That's a pretty damn good team. And it's better than the team that doesn't have Dalvin Cook. So you keep reinforcing 
the fact that you are all in. There's you're you're you have absolutely cannonballed into the NFL pool of 2023, and you don't want a piece of the pond. <laughs> and in order to avoid the pond and stay in the pool, you keep adding, keep going. You're pot committed in Flowery Branch, New Jersey. So I'm seeing Dalvin Cook say this. Uh, figure out the touches. That's Nathaniel Hackett's issue. And you don't think Aaron Rodgers would say, oh, okay. So you're that aggressive. You're getting Dalvin Cook on top of Alan Lazard, on top of everybody that I went and didn't give you a list for, but told you my preference for you to go get to make me feel comfortable. You're bringing Dalvin Cook in here? Oh, Maybe I will continue to eat right and sip the proper tea and go out there and stay till I'm 42, 43, 44 and show Brady you're not the only one that could do it after turning 40. Let's go. Go get him. Joe Douglas, go get him. That's my two cents on that one. <laughs> I like that. I like that for you. Let's take a break. Let's see how realistic it is. Tom Pelissero is going to join us also on this program. Lil Rel Howery is in mm-hmm. studio, hour number three. We talked about the outlaws with Adam Devine last Friday. Lil Rel is in this film on Netflix as well. That is streaming uh, a couple Fridays from now, July 7th. Also on this show, Kevin Van Valkenburg, formerly of ESPN, now of No Laying Up a site dedicated towards the sport of golf. Uh, The Athletic got the fine print, got the six-page document that the PGA Tour signed with the Live Tour. The agreement. Or, pardon me, the PIF. PIF. PIF with the Saudis. And sure enough, the fine print says, essentially, the Saudis didn't buy us. We actually got the Saudis to drop their lawsuit with us and essentially let us decide what to do with the live tour. And all they uh, all they got is, you know, seated a four-man table where we own three seats. They just give us their money, a couple of sponsorship rights, and um, off we go. That's about okay. what I'm reading, and there's yeah. not many other details to it. So yeah. how does this work? Did the Saudis really drop the live tour just to get a couple of sponsorship rights and the right to be the lone investor in a new business model for the PGA Tour? Did that happen? Mm. Kevin Van Valkenburg will let us know in hour number two. But Tom Pelissero, apparently, from a practice putting green <laughs> in New York State, with my two other NFL Network information compadres, do we just pass the phone around and yes. see if their information Absolutely. matches? Three for one. Why okay. not? Like telephone. It's going to be fun. Tom Pelissero <laughs> when we come back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs 
costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, OOO O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Tom Pelissero is again going to join us in about two minutes' time. Tom, know, Tom knows how this works. He knows how it works. We come back from break. Yep. We're on Roku for just a bit. Yeah, we talk for us. We talk man. for a little bit. Yeah. And then we save, you know, once we're back with the radio audience or our big audience together. He knows how this works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at, again, the, this is a re-air that's on NFL Network right now. It's a very, it's a very, it's like a blue paisley shirt. Yeah. He's got over oh, the hoodie. He's got on. Oh, is no. it a hoodie today? It didn't oh, look no, like yesterday it. was a hoodie. Yeah. The clip with Conklin was the hoodie. Yeah, that was yesterday. It's yeah. just Dalvin Cook just retweeted it oh, today. Oh, 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 I see. You didn't see that until today. Dalvin yeah. was busy. Dalvin's busy. Dalvin's and again, go get him. Better with you than the Dolphins. But if the Dolphins and and also if you get the Dolphins to overpay, great, great. What's it to you? Give him a shot. You tell your locker room that we're here to continue. You show Aaron Rodgers. We're after him, by the way. Hey, Aaron, go enjoy whatever concert series is next in MetLife. <laughs> you know, go see Wicked again if oh, you want. Wicked again. Apparently, that's the first one he saw. He saw Wicked, and then he saw Uzama's play, which is called Ain't No Mo. Ain't No Mo. That's so funny. <laughs> it's just, it's <laughs> Ain't No Mo. It's just a funny name. Ain't no more. It's not funny. It's just funny when I say it. <laughs> just come out and say it. Just, no, TJ, it's, it's, just come out and say it. It's funny. Is it funny on its own is or it it's funny, funny when I say it? I mean, can both things be true? No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just talking about the play, the play. Ain't, ain't no more. Ain't no more. Ain't no more. Is it Mo apostrophe? Or is it possible? Yeah, that's a good question. How is it? I don't know. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We're on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger, with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Let's get to it, everybody. Here he is. Back here on the show. 
uh, from the NFL Network, NFL Media Group, Tom Pelissero. How are you, Tom? Doing great, Rich. Currently driving. Well, kind of, I'm not driving like Garofolo is. We are working our way through a driving rainstorm to meet Ian Rappaport at his uh, golf course in, we call that upstate New York, Mike? What, Rye, New York, Westchester. Rye. Ooh, okay. Uh, Ooh. So we'll see, we'll see how all this, uh, exactly all this shakes out for us. But if we're playing in what we're currently sitting in, um, I don't have enough layers on to survive. Well, I don't think the heavy stuff's coming for coming down for a few hours, Tom. So it's impressive. Wow. Now, Garofalo's all in on this, or is he just like driving, um, you know, somewhat um, uh, reluctantly, as I would? I don't want to play golf in a rainstorm. I don't want to do that. Well, we, we also have a tea time tomorrow, and I think that Mike and I have already made the decision that we will not be showing up for that one. We are going to make it. <laughs> We're going to suck it up for Ian because he can't come meet us halfway. We've got to go all the way to him, of course. Uh, and, yeah, we, we hope we hope there appears to be a break on the radar about 1.30 p.m. today, and we hope to uh, to get this thing out. Okay, very good. Very good. So that's uh, golf and weather together with uh, wow. Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show. On the Tuesday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so Dalvin Cook retweeted um, the, your, your chit-chat with Conklin yesterday. Um, Tom, did you see that? Uh, I did not notice that uh, Delvin had retweeted it, but I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, I think he knows everybody is mostly monitoring his uh, social media activity at this point. Those two guys are really close, too. Delvin and, and Conklin uh, had lockers right next to each other. So they got really close uh, during their days in, in Minnesota. Um, it would make a lot of sense for the Jets to be in that mix, especially because, you know, at this point, We'll see whether or not Breesaw is ready for week one. If he is, it's hard to imagine that they're going to cut him loose and carry the ball 25 times. He had a really difficult first six games on the schedule. Um, you know, they maybe have a little bit of money to play with here, add one more playmaker to that team. And Dalvin Cook is that rare guy who's a free agent in June. You know, nothing against DeAndre Hopkins, but he's a free agent because he's been hurt the last couple of years. He served a suspension. He's 32 years old. You know, Dalvin's coming off four straight thousand-yard seasons, four straight Pro Bowl appearances, and he's 27. Um, this is the rare opportunity for some team to add a, a bona fide difference maker at this stage in the game, and the Jets are certainly not alone in that regard. There's a bunch of teams that are going to be in on this. It's just a matter of you know exactly when Dalvin makes his decision and where the, the fit and the money are going to be right. Yeah, but so so who's got the cap space and the desire to pay Dalvin Cook anything remotely close to what the Vikings decided was too rich for them? Tom? Cap space uh, is what you make it. Uh, really, there's there's always, you know, teams generally speaking, unless you're really pressed, you, you can go to the piggy bank. you got some of those guys who have big base salaries, and to add somebody who's a unique type of player, like a Dalvin Cook, you can free up that money just do a you know a cap conversion, convert a chunk of uh, a base salary to a signing bonus and prorate it. And you know if you're going to go all in and try to win a Super Bowl right now, this is the type of guy that you would you would do it for. So I mean, just like within the AFC East, I would fairly say you can make a case that the only team in that division that should not be in the Dalvin Cook sweepstakes is the one that employs his brother in Buffalo. You know, the Patriots would make sense. Miami's been debated a lot. That would certainly make sense. And and the Jets as well. And those are not the you know the only teams. You still got the Broncos. You know, they're a team that do they have the money to get into the neighborhood of what Dalvin Cook's gonna command on the market? 
It's it's hard to imagine because of where they've invested at that position and elsewhere, and they really did, you know, push to make some other things happen in terms of solidifying that offensive line. All right. That's what happens when you're driving through a golf community. All right, let's let's try and get him back on. Yeah. You there, Tom? I am here. Okay, very good. Really coming down now, Rich. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll, I'll try to talk as clearly as I can, but I'll give you the weather report out here. We see a westerly wind coming about 35 miles per hour. Large puddles out here on the George Washington Parkway. What are we on? We're on the Deegan. The Deegan Parkway, the van pulled over. That just might be ancillary. Uh, anyway, go on. So, no, oh, honestly, um, again, put, put me on speakerphone for a second. Can you pop me on speaker, Tom? Yeah, I'll pop you on speaker. Here okay. we go. Hey. Can you hear anything here, Rich? My, it's, really, it's really hitting us hard. Okay, real quick. Uh, Garofolo, you, you, you don't want to do this. You don't be driving in the rain <laughs> and Major Deegan to go play golf with Rappaport when you know there's no golf that's going to happen. You can't be happy about this, Mike. You can't. We're, we're, we're hearing that. There's actually not weather up in Rye, which doesn't make much sense. It's an absolute monsoon, and we're only 14 miles away at this point. So we're, we're doing this on a, a blind leap of faith right here. And it's, a, it's, like, it's not just raining. It is a, it's a monsoon right now. You, come on, I'm Mike. Don't, not be this doesn't, talking and driving right now. Exactly. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Let's take it. Take, take, all right. I'll, be well, Mike. Drive safely. My wow. gosh. My gosh. I mean, honestly, maybe rap, this is like Rappaport's plan to be the only information person on NFL Network at this oh, point in goodness. time. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, it's like I, George Costanza's in-laws. We were currently driving to a non-existent cabin in the Poconos. <laughs> and, uh, on his way to L.A. to have some negotiations. Trying to get those cheaper letters. I said, be careful. Oh, be careful my gosh. <laughs> all right. So what's the timing on all this? Because clearly, as we pointed out, it's golf season right now uh, in the NFL. So what's the timing on all this with Dalvin, do you think, Tom? Well, and, and that's what I was saying, I think, when, when uh, we lost each other there. But, you know, there's four weeks until training camp. And I don't know. I mean, I do not believe that that's really a hard deadline in the mind of, of Dalvin Cooker's agent. You know, they, they can afford to be patient here. The best money may come when teams realize that maybe their rookies aren't ready or maybe there's an injury that happens. Um, but this is also not a situation where, um, you know, he doesn't have offers. I mean, Dalvin Cook has multiple offers right now, and he's going to command a, a significant contract. I don't think he's, he's taking a big discount to go back to Miami or, or any place else. Um, but he, he's in control here, again, because he's just that rare player that's transcending, you know, transcends the market. Guys like this just don't become available in June. So, you know, if I had to guess, I would say we probably have an answer prior to the start of training camp, but uh, that's no guarantee. You know, he well could take this into August if he wants to and take some mileage off his butt. Well, I mean, maybe I'll push back a little bit here, but you, you, you've got your ear to the ground way uh, tighter than I do. Maybe the, June is the time for guys like this to become available in the running back position from now on. Maybe we're watching a watershed moment. I don't used to mean to use that word where you're driving in a monsoon, but maybe we are seeing a figurative watershed moment here where Dalvin Cook's available as Zeke Elliott's been available as Leonard Fournette, who was on the show when you were um, sitting in here along with Dalvin Cook, is available. Kareem Hunt is available. Saquon Barkley can't get the figure he wants from the Giants right now. Maybe we're seeing something. Tom, at this position, what do you think? 
Well, I mean, there there definitely could be some drama, especially when you get to those franchise tag guys. The one that nobody's talking about, Josh Jacobs, is is Josh Jacobs. You know, the the reigning NFL rushing champion. Um, you know, at this point, if there's not a, a long term deal, and I believe I mentioned this when I was hosting last week, I, I don't anticipate Josh Jacobs being there at the start of training camp, and I don't know that he shows up week one. Um, you know, with Saquon Barkley, he's also mused about potentially sitting out. That one's a little harder to believe in part because there have been negotiations. They've talked about different contract structures. The Giants are motivated to uh, try to get this thing done. But, you know, neither of those guys have signed the franchise tender. Only Tony Pollard has. And so you can't, you can't find uh, Saquon or Josh Jacobs for not showing up. And then with, you know, a guy like Dalvin Cook, you know, the, the one thing that you have to always wonder here is at some point, you know, you've got however many teams that are involved on Dalvin Cook. Let's call it a half dozen right now. At some point, some of those teams might pivot and say, you know what, we just we can't afford to wait and miss out on one of these other guys. Maybe we'll sign Kareem Hunt for three, four million instead of signing Dalvin for seven or eight. You know, that's the the uncontrollable part of this. But there's also nobody, you know, saying inside the franchise tag guys. There's nobody else who's in the the category of Dalvin Cook as a playmaker and a home run hitter. He's got that, as he told us on the show last week. He's got that other shoulder fixed now. He feels like you know that really did hamper him the past few seasons. So you might be getting the best uh, the best version of Dalvin Cook that we've seen to date. Tom Pelissero, a couple minutes left with him as Mike Garofolo is driving through the wind shear uh, of the Major Deegan on uh, in New York City right now as they go try to meet Ian Rappaport for a golf outing that is absolutely going to get rained out right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, <laughs> it is lightening up. Hey, it is lightening up here. Rich. Look at we, us. We, we seem to cross across the, the Rubicon back there. We still got a drizzle. <laughs> Mike, Mike says when we got on the hutch, that's really where it's Oh, where it yeah. Turned. That's so, famous. Uh, it's we still a, got that, 18 it, minutes, 10 miles to go. I, I, yeah. think, I think we've got a shot here. The famous low front of the hutch um, <laughs> on uh, New York City right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay. Uh, your tweet about Brock Purdy yesterday going to throw in Florida under the watchful eye of coaches and doctors. Is, is he going to start week one? Is, is that really possible? for Brock Purdy and the Niners as we're standing here talking or sitting here talking on the final Monday of June? Everything is trending right now, Rich, toward Brock Purdy being ready for the regular season. And the question is just going to become how comfortable are the 49ers uh, with putting him out there. And that's going to depend in part on how he looks through the course of training camp and how much he can handle. He started throwing roughly a month ago, and he's been ramping it up since. He just got out to Jacksonville to uh, work with Will Hewlett and Tom Gormley yesterday and those guys you know they they worked with Brock before the draft they ran Anthony Richardson's pre-draft prep this year it's not just about continuing his rehab but also working on his uh, mechanics as he moves forward here you wouldn't be doing that you wouldn't be putting a two-week throwing program in uh, late June and early July if you didn't feel really good about the direction that things are going and Kyle Shanahan you know said recently the last time he was asked about it that yes he he believes right now there's, there's optimism that Brock Purdy is going to be ready to go. And, and I think that, you know, sometimes I get even lost on this just because come playoff time and down the stretch of the season, I'm underwater with coaching searches and, you know, eventually the senior bowl and other things. Like, you go back and look what Brock Purdy did last year. The numbers are just, it, it's unbelievable. I want to say he had 16 touchdown passes, only four picks. He was 7-0 and until he, he hurt the elbow in the NFC Championship game. He played it up really, really high level on a 49ers team that doesn't entirely have to rely upon the quarterback to carry them. You know, as Kyle Shanahan said recently, you know, talking about the quarterback room with Sam Darnold and Trey Lance, there's they like all those guys, but there's one guy who they know can do it 
and that's Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, uh, who made mm. himself very relevant by playing down the stretch after the injuries last season, performing at, at a really high level and putting himself in a position where if he's healthy and if the 49ers are comfortable from a medical perspective, I absolutely expect him to be the week one starter. All right. Uh, last one for you. Um, and since it's drizzling now, I'll throw this one out to Garofolo. So pop me on uh, pop me on speakerphone. All right, hold Once on again, here we go. Very good. Again, uh, Tom Pelissero. All right. Mike Garofolo driving. And <laughs> yeah. uh, in the passenger seat, Tom Pelissero. Uh, I'll start with you, Mike. Um, talking to is all of your sources and all your people uh, which is the one team that you're hearing folks saying look out for that nobody's talking about? Which one keeps getting mentioned to you or some of your sources are like, tell me about that team because I'm concerned about them or they're trying, to, they're trying to mine you for information to see if this team is in fact for real. You got one for, for me, both of you? Uh, I, well, I, 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 a lot of folks are telling me and, and saying you, you guys are not showing enough respect to the, to the Green Bay Packers. Right, because uh, we have our doubts as to whether you can move on from a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. So that is one team that uh, I have been told, you know, expect them to be competitive. This notion that they're just going to fall off a cliff, uh, especially with Matt Lafleur, who's an excellent head coach. That's mm. the one that I've been uh, coached up to keep talking about <laughs> and say, "Hey, you'll look smart once they uh, once the quarterback plays well." Um, over in the AFC, now this team is being talked about, but. So many people are impressed with Mike McDaniel and what the Dolphins are doing and the talent that they have on the roster mm-hmm. that, you know, I, and I know we're focused on the Jets so much and certainly the Buffalo Bills. So I guess you could say we're not talking enough about the Dolphins, but they, they get enough run as well. So if you're talking about different calibers or different levels, like I don't know that we're looking at Green Bay as a Super Bowl candidate, but that's the team that maybe could thrust into playoff contention. I'm putting the Dolphins in that, hey, playoff, uh, possible team who could thrust themselves even higher into that Super Bowl caliber conversation. And the part about the Packers is because Jordan Love, there's a lot of um, good conversation coming out of that camp that they really like what they're seeing, that we might see a seamless transition when it comes to that position. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and I think a lot of I, – I, I know a lot of people are impressed with what they saw from him last year. He was a different quarterback mm. when he came into that Philadelphia game the way that he was kind of – able to see things and process things a lot quicker than we had seen in the past. And look, I, I honestly, uh, the, the external conversation on love to me has been more impressive from those who are impressed with how far he's come to green Bay when they've kind of tamped it down. And when I talked to people there, they said, we, we didn't know for sure. We had a hell of hall of fame caliber quarterback in Aaron Rodgers When we moved on from Brett Favre, we felt pretty good about it. We also don't know that we have a really good quarterback for sure in Jordan, but we feel really good about it. So mm. that helped them make the move uh, from Aaron to Jordan. So, uh, mm. yeah, I, I, it's kind of funny how Green Bay wants to lower expectations. Everybody on the outside saying, hey, that, that guy looks really good. Like he's really come a long way mm. the last couple of years just by sitting. All right. Thank you, Mike Garofolo. Now, Tom, it's your turn. Tom Pelissero, I'll give you the same question with the sources uh, that you speak to telling you this team nobody's talking about enough or hey what do you know about them because I'm uh, I'm getting a little nervous that they might actually be as good as I'm hearing what do you got for me on that front I mean this is a team that made the playoffs last year but I don't think that there's been enough discussion about the LA Chargers just because of how talented teams in the league view that roster to be now you know they they are in transition 
They brought in Kellen Moore to run the offense. We know the numbers that Kellen Moore's offenses uh, in Dallas have put up. And I know that, you know, there's this hyper focus on what happened in the playoff game last year against Jack second half when they let the lead slip away here. But, you know, that kind of has overshadowed the fact that, you know, in my opinion, Brandon Staley was uh, a coach of the year candidate a year ago. I mean, you look at the games that they won, and yes, they've got Justin Herbert as a really bright young quarterback, but they did it with, you know, their top three receivers were almost never all healthy at the same time. You had their left tackle, Rashawn Slater, who's one of the best young offensive linemen in the game, missed almost the entire season. J.C. Jackson, who they gave a boatload of money to in free agency, basically missed the entire season. Derwin James was beat up. Joey Bosa missed a whole bunch of time. Without some of their best players, I mean, just think of that list. You're almost getting a bunch of extra free agents or draft picks uh, back on a team that somehow still last year won 10 games and now you know, brings on an offensive coordinator who's really got a strong track record uh, within the NFL. You know, they still got to get through the Chiefs. As Brandon Staley pointed out when I had him on uh, your show last week, you know, they've, they've played the Chiefs tough. I mean, they, if you look at their, their history against them since Staley's been there over two seasons, you know, they've, they've given Kansas City some really good games here. So does that mean that they can potentially take them down in the AFC West? Can they push for the AFC Conference Championship? That all remains to be seen just because, you know, the Chiefs Lions, Patrick Mahomes there deserve to be the Super Bowl favorite pretty much every season uh, from now until his 40th birthday. But if you just look at what they've got on paper, and I didn't even mention the draft where they, you know, added to that basketball room they got in the wide receiver room, mm. it's, it's a really impressive group. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if Chargers Chiefs continues to be you know, one of the epic, uh, epic budding rivalries in the NFL. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, Chiefs-Chargers first game is week seven when uh, the Chargers are at Kansas City. Um, all right, thanks. For the, thanks. Uh, t- tell Mike, uh, thanks for, for, for driving and talking and getting you to this point safely. Who's the fourth? Do we know who the fourth is for the, for the round with Ian Rappaport and you two guys? Who's the fourth? I don't know that Ian has any other friends, so I'm guessing <laughs> we're just a threesome today. Wow. Um, but wow. I should say the rain. The rain now. We are down to just a trickle. Okay. I think we are uh, escaping right. it. So. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so appreciate you uh, you making this drive a little more interesting. Okay. Chris, what's up to the boys in the studio? Hey, you guys already, and uh, hopefully I'm back out there. Soon. We'll see you soon. Thanks for the time. Thanks. Uh, thank. Uh, thank Mike for me too. That's uh, that's Tom Pelissero sitting shotgun. Mike Garofolo driving. On their way to meet Ian Rappaport for golf amidst a rainy New York day right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That went well. Nice. Because Tom told me last night I think he's going to be on the putting green. I had no idea that they pushed the tee time. Glad everyone made it safely. Boy, white knuckling through the rain on the Major Deegan. That is dicey territory. There's a lot of puddling. Certainly if you're driving in the uh, the edges because you know it. Oh, you can yeah. hydroplane. They'll be. Oh, disaster. I don't need that. Oh, that would be his. Yeah, that, and that, that's not even a good. Uh, that's not even a good fantasy name. Uh, a hydroplane in Garofolo. <laughs> no, or is it? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> How was your day today? All right, we'll take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, don't go anywhere. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Kevin Van Valkenburg will be joining us at the top of the next hour. Don't you dare move. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, 
I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Okay, so uh, again, I, I don't think... I, I don't think we... Maybe some folks... Um, understand what we've just witnessed was it does appear Mike Garofolo and Tom Pelissero just beat the Major Deegan, <laughs> which has a similar record to the Van Wick. If anybody who knows New York City driving, um, they just beat it. They just mm-hmm. got successfully without traffic in a rainstorm to the Hutch, uh, the Hutchinson Parkway, which I believe goes east to west uh, across. Uh, the Bronx, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Hutchinson River Parkway. Long story short, has Tom sent you a photograph? He did. Chris? Yeah, he sent TJ and I a photo. I, oh, I, I I'm on the Pano on Mindless. There oh, there go. it is. It looks good. Oh, that's clear. That looks like rye to me. That's clear. Well, I just hope that uh, there's proper drainage on Ian's golf course, words yeah. I never said uh, before, with no <laughs> hint of irony. <laughs> I hope Ian's no, golf course has proper drainage. You love the fact that he didn't have a fourth when he said that. Now, let me ask you a question. No. Wouldn't you want to know if I invite you to play who the fourth is? Yes. You wouldn't get in the car without knowing. I would be like, oh, what's our group? Right. (laughs) And unless it's somebody that, you know, you consider, what's the word for it? A chooch? Chooch. Okay. Chooch. You'd play with this individual, right? Of course. Correct. Chooches are not. Certainly if I'm buying for the day. Absolutely. All right. If I had more time with them, I'd say, are you going to at least make the reach when it's time to tip the caddy? Right. right, and Ian's got to be like, I got this. Yeah, it's his course. His course. Right. But you wouldn't. You, I mean, I, I'd want to know who the fourth is. In the same way that remember we asked Larry David, somebody offers you tickets to a game. Where are they? You have to ask where they are. You have to map it. Right. Yeah. You got to map it. Oh, he agreed. They're in three hundred eight. No, uh, thank you. Stay home. I got this. We were looking for that the other day. Yeah, what is what that is labeled? What's that labeled? The exact commercial, Alligator Arms. It's oh, not that hard to Back find, here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844 <laughs> It's number to I, I dial. Think Jay Felly typed in Geico and couldn't God. find it. It's Alligator Arms. Yeah. No, we just, we just saw some expert driving. Or heard expert driving. Heard expert driving. We didn't see it. We didn't see it. We, we heard it. Mike Garofolo driving Tom Pellicero through a rainstorm to meet Ian Rappaport. To play golf. So you just heard excellent driving. Well, guess what? Here on the Roku channel, 
you're going to see excellent driving. You're going to see excellent driving because Roku and the sports experience here on Roku have now been kicked up a notch. Today, on this very day, it was announced that Roku's first live rights sports deal has been completed. Formula E, along with partners CBS and Paramount Plus, right here on the Roku platform, you're going to start seeing Formula E racing coming in 2024, right here on the Roku platform. And I couldn't be more excited about it for a couple reasons. One, we love being on the Roku channel and planting a flag here to say sports can be seen here. Not just Formula E, but you want to see pretty much every damn sport with a ball or a puck or anything else. You can check it out right here on the Roku platform as more and more people are streaming right here on the Roku platform. Very excited to now see that Roku is going to have a live sports aspect to it. And it's going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. We're not, it's just not just us anymore. And the reason why I also love it is because anybody that's been watching this show on the Roku channel since last September knows Formula E has been sitting right here the entire time. <laughs> Formula Eisen. That's what the E stands for, right? I, oh, wait. No, I'm being told... These are electric vehicles that oh. are racing. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. It's still an exciting day. <laughs> Five races per season on CBS, nice. the prior deal with Formula E. And you can also stream it on Paramount Plus. Roku will stream 11 races per season right here on the Roku channel. And both Paramount Plus and the Roku channel races will be accessible through Roku's recently launched sports experience, which everybody who watches us already knows about because of the first Formula E. Now then, do we sponsor a car? Yes or no? Yes. That's mandatory. Okay. Obvious. What goes on what goes on the car? The logo. That's well, the running man. That's, that's without standing. Yeah, that's, what, what that's, 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 that's on the hood. That's on the hood. On the hood. Running man on the hood. What else we got? Running man on the hood. RES Consulting. Uh, maybe we got to put that on the on the trunk. Maybe on, on the trunk. On the door. Yeah, wait, on that, the door. That way, when we're blowing by people, they can see. Oh, maybe we should call them up and see how our car can get ahead. Well, what you do is, you know, what you put on the back. What's the name of your boat? Stugatz. <laughs> Stugatz. Stugatz. Can you believe that he named his boat? Yes, so he stole that yeah. from me because that was the name of my truck when I moved out here. That was actually Tony name of your Soprano, truck. theoretically. Yeah, let's give God, it. I mean, let's yeah. give it up to let's Tony Soprano first. Right? I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, I mean, all right, David Chase. What else we got? What else can we put on there? What do we have around here? We got to get Stone Cold to sponsor. Maybe we get okay. uh, the okay. beer, the Stone okay. Cold's beer, or, or Aikman's beer, right? Or Aikman's beer. beer. Oh, a Reggie bar. Oh, oh come on, Reggie bar on that. Yeah. So we're incorporating our guests. Yeah. Who drives? Who's our driver? Obviously me. Well, I mean, why I mean is it I'm obvious? designated, and I've gone through courses of uh, what do you mean training? What when courses? I was a cop. So I, I mean, but I you a, wrapped a car around a tree. I, not a Did cop you? car. That was my car. When and you I was were a cop. inebriated, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like automatically eliminated. <laughs> I don't know if 
Four the dream's going to come out of your life. What are you talking about? I don't know if you're going to get through the vetting process. I drive everybody to the airport. I'm is, the is the Uber fact the that you, you drove Liza Minnelli to <laughs> Scott yeah, Baio's house I one night? I drove Judy Garland's daughter, Liza Minnelli. To Scott Baio's house. To Scott Baio's When you were a driver for Eliza. There you go. Does that offset I was a teamster. I'm the driver. I used to be a driver myself, though. I'm uh, from the Northeast. So am I. Mean, I. What does that mean? What does that mean? You're not from the Northeast. What are you talking about? Rich, you're from a place where everything is on a grid. That is not driving hard. You want to drive, drive, Excuse and, drive in New England. Excuse me. You ever drive in Staten Island? Drive in New England, You ever drive in Staten Island? Drive in New England, my friend. You make the wrong move in Staten Island, suddenly your car is on four blocks. <laughs> I'm not talking about streets. <laughs> All right. Well, that would that would mean you're out. If you're getting your car put up on blocks. No, I know how to drive. It. I know how to drive. It. That means you're in St. Louis. I on only failed my driver's to, uh, driver's test once. Now, in all honesty, because both was, of you, I was I blew a parallel parking in my my in my parents' blue. You try to get your driver's license in a blue Pontiac Safari station wagon, please. That ain't happening. How long was that thing? At any rate, Formula E is coming to the Roku channel. Yes. Is our way of saying we're excited. Pontiac we're going to have to table. We're going to have to Gosh, table who's driving. Enormous. We're tabling who's driving. I mean, you guys both went with Mario Andretti, right? Yeah, oh, is, gosh. That was incredible, true. too. So you guys are so very trained. We, there's a lot of experience We've here. We've trained. we got experience. Thus, it makes sense for Formula E to come to the Roku channel, <laughs> is what I'm saying. He said that he wrapped the car around the tree while he was inebriated. No, it wasn't my cop car. <laughs> Not my I was just a civilian. But I, I was, I was, I was, I was I in fact, admit, employed by the local police department. I, I will openly admit. <laughs> and he wants to be my Formula E driver. <laughs> I mean, it's that's 35 years ago. The station wagon is so long. Say Vandalay Industries. Yeah, you try and get your driver's license with that nervous. That's a YP. <laughs> I had to do it in a manual car. What color was it? Uh, oh, it was, uh, blue. it was blue. blue. Powder blue. Oh, like the Chargers blue. uniform. Ooh. Those colors oh, yeah. were great. Ooh. Back and then. then we got a Pontiac Ellie. Passed my driver's test. So just, much easier. Just like that. So what year, what much year was easier. the car? I don't remember. Yeah, I found like a nice blue one with the wood panel. Oh, yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah. That might be it. It's for sale. There you should go. We, should we get it? Did for you have the rear sheets? The rear sheets facing the rear. What is it? Ten dollars? That's four figures. How do you keep that? Four fig? How do you keep that in any condition? Those are classic cars. Uh, you you want to drive it? Now. Uh, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what we should do? Top speed of 38 miles an hour. We should, we should put an electric motor in that, and that's our car on the Formula E circuit. Now we're talking. Yeah. yeah, but we want to win some races, too. I don't know. Talking. Mike knows how to make things aerodynamic. Yeah. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> well, it involves a tree. <laughs> wow. Well, he knows how to stop a car. Ooh. Wow. And Oroku folks are like, yep, that's the way to promote that's, it. Yeah, thanks, guys. That's the way to announce the arrival. <laughs> Formula Eisen. Very Let's exciting. Go.